Welcome to the Ultimate College Football Podcast, providing national coverage of America's greatest sport. Look for new episodes every Sunday and Thursday through the college football season. Remember to subscribe and review or rate the show wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to contact the show, please reach us by email at ultimatecfbpod at gmail.com or by Twitter at cfb underscore ultimate. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode, which is one of our last episodes before we actually get to start previewing some football games. The first week of the season is coming up very soon, August 27, and what is called Week Zero, because just a few teams play. You could almost look at it like a soft opening to the season. So week zero, not very sensical, but since there are not that many teams playing and not many notable games, uh, we just call it week zero. So look forward to that. In the meantime, we are going to look on today's episode at the Heisman Trophy race entering the 2022 season. And a reminder, if you haven't checked out our previews for every conference heading into the fall season, where we do team-by-team breakdowns, as well as the biggest conference and non-conference games for all 10 conferences, we've got episodes that are specifically dedicated to the Power 5 conferences, each of the five Power 5 conferences, and then we took the group of five and divided them into two episodes. But we did cover all 10 conferences as well as the seven FBS independents. So do take a look at that as long as you get that in before the college football season. The order of viewing uh, shouldn't really matter. But I would encourage you to look at those. They should be relevant as long as you listen to them before the kickoff. So take a look at those. For today, it's our last preview before we actually look at on-the-field matchups. Our next episode is going to be a prediction show, so we look forward to predicting the college football season. But right now, we're just going to look forward to the Heisman Trophy race. And there are really two names that are generating the most buzz heading into the season, and that is C.J. Stroud, who I would definitely say is considered the favorite, and then Bryce Young, who won the Heisman Trophy a year ago. Uh, those names shouldn't be a surprise. They were both Heisman finalists a season ago. They both play for very notable programs in Ohio State and Alabama, respectively. What probably gives C.J. Stroud the edge is that he didn't win it last year, and we know that it is very unusual for a player to win it back-to-back. only happened in the mid-70s with Archie Griffin. It would be a surprise if Bryce Young would be able to pull off that really rare feat of going back-to-back. So for that reason, and pretty much for that reason alone, C.J. Stroud gets the edge. But both players are going to be in the Heisman discussion. Bryce Young, of course, carrying over from winning the Heisman. That does bring you a lot of publicity, so that will benefit him to a degree, at least when you're looking at him to be a Heisman finalist. He returns a lot of offensive players from a season ago. He plays for the most prominent college football program today, with Alabama having dominated the sport the last decade, uh, and even getting near a decade and a half now. The two Bama quarterbacks before him both were Heisman finalists during their career, and Mac Jones and Tua Tonkavailoa. So Bryce Young, very well suited to make another run at the Heisman Trophy. 
and we all know that in today's world especially it is very unusual to win the Heisman Trophy if you do not play for a team that is in the playoff hunt so playing for Alabama being a quarterback for Alabama the Heisman Trophy anymore is basically a quarterback award that's really going to help Bryce Young he definitely should be in New York as a finalist but winning the trophy would be a pretty big surprise, I think. C.J. Stroud is in a similar situation when you look at the fact that he plays at another really tradition-rich and prominent program. Ohio State is expected to play for the national championship or at the very least to make it back to the college football playoff. C.J. Stroud plays for an offense that is maybe going to be the top offense in college football this year. They were extremely explosive last year. C.J. Stroud statistically was amazing a year ago, but particularly at the end of the year and in the Rose Bowl especially, he really developed in his game. There were times earlier in the season where his uh, freshman inexperience did come through, but he did develop as a passer throughout the year, and he is expected to make another leap this season. He's got a full season of experience, starting experience under his belt. He's surrounded by a ton of talent. He plays for one of the top offensive minds in the game in Ryan Day. This Ohio State offense should be really good. Stroud should have a great season. And if the Buckeyes as a team make a run at the playoff, I think CJ Stroud is easily the favorite for the Heisman Trophy. And all the odds makers agree with this, so that's not a controversial take by any means. The player with the third best odds to win the Heisman Trophy is Caleb Williams. He, of course, played as a freshman last year for Oklahoma, started the last half of the season. He had some glimpses of brilliance, obviously a very talented player. He now transferred over to USC, joining his old coach, or I guess his only coach, Lincoln Riley. And I think Caleb Williams is benefiting some from the USC hype, which could work against him if he has some uh, difficult games here and there, or if USC drops some games that you don't expect. But a lot of media attention on USC, just with all the moves that they made, the head coaching change, Caleb Williams transferring in, it certainly sets up well. As far as an early season Heisman campaign is concerned, playing at USC with their tradition probably helps as well, especially when you take into the account that they are in a major media market like Los Angeles. USC as a program has produced six Heisman Trophy winners, seven if you include Reggie Bush, whose trophy was vacated. If you add that seventh trophy, that puts them on par with Notre Dame, Oklahoma, and Ohio State for the most Heisman winners of all time. So he plays for a school that has a history of producing Heisman Trophy winners. If USC lives up to the hype, we certainly should see Caleb Williams as a finalist and his candidacy all depends on how, and this is obvious, it's true for every player, but all depends on how good of a season he has as well as his team's success. If USC wins the Pac-12, and Caleb Williams takes a step forward in his play from last season, I think it's very likely we see him as a finalist. Having a lot of media support and media attention is, of course, very pivotal for the Heisman Trophy, and I think that those things all probably work in Caleb Williams' favor. But it is very interesting, a guy who doesn't have a lot of experience, has such high Heisman hopes, but a lot of that is a product just of the team he plays for, all of the flashy moves USC makes, as well as the potential. He's very talented. 
if in the second year in Lincoln Riley's system, he can take a step forward. I don't think it's a stretch to think he will be a finalist, but things certainly do need to go his way. And he does need to particularly progress in his ability to see the field and read defenses. He can get by uh, with uh, struggling a little bit in this area due to his athleticism. But if he can develop as a passer, that's really going to take his game to the next level. And that would put him probably on par with C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, at least from a production standpoint. After those three, I think there's a little bit of a drop. The fourth player, as far as ranking players by their Heisman Trophy odds, is Will Anderson. I don't think Will Anderson has a realistic chance to win the Heisman Trophy, and that is in no way an indictment on him as a player. In fact, he probably should have won the award last season, but there are a lot of things working against him. For one, he's going to be compared to last season's production, Will Anderson just had a monster season a year ago, and while I expect him to have another really good season this year, it's going to be really difficult to top his performance statistically from last season. Also, he is a defensive player, a linebacker, and we've never seen a true defensive player win the Heisman Trophy. The only primary defensive player who has won the trophy was Charles Woodson, but he was also a turn man who made a lot of big plays on special teams, and they also played him at wide receiver every now and then. So those are things that Will Anderson is not going to do. I don't think it's realistic for him to win the Heisman Trophy, especially last season when he had just monster statistics and the Heisman Trophy race all season really lacked a front runner. Bryce Young was kind of the front runner by default, if you will, and certainly no disrespect to Bryce Young but he almost seemingly won it by default. There just really wasn't someone who took the race uh, by the horns and became the clear front runner. It was a very bizarre Heisman Trophy race. Don't recall ever seeing a race like that. It's unlikely we're going to have a race like that this season. It's pretty unusual that you don't have a uh, kind of heavy favorite emerge during the season, or at least some players that really garner a lot of attention and considering the fact last year where that didn't really happen and Will Anderson still wasn't a finalist I think it's not realistic to really even uh, see him as a finalist this season he's going to have to probably top what he did last year that's pretty unlikely and he's probably going to be a victim of the fact that he plays defense and there's going to be other guys who garner more attention so Will Anderson fourth in the odds but that would be a pretty major surprise. guy who was fifth in the odds is B. John Robinson. The Texas running back is probably going to go as far as his team goes. Last year, of course, they went 5-7. and seven. That is not going to cut it. If Texas ends up overachieving, maybe B. John Robinson could make a run at the Heisman Trophy. He's another guy, though, that I think is a long shot. Running backs rarely win it, and he is going to have to stay healthy. Last year, he ended up being injured. He gets a lot of carries in Sarkeesian's offense, which certainly could help him. But at the same time, that does make him more vulnerable to injury. He obviously needs to stay healthy, and he really needs Texas to perform well this season. So, Bijan Robinson, a long shot, I think, as well. The guy who comes in sixth in odds is DJ Ugielele. I know I mispronounced that, I apologize, but the Clemson quarterback, that's really surprising to me 
due to the fact that he really struggled last season and there's talks that he could maybe even he's going to be the starter heading into the season but there's talks that he maybe could get benched if he continues to struggle Clemson of course has a five-star freshman backing him up this season so there is a better option this year that they didn't have last season DJ of course a very highly touted and regarded guy he was a five-star coming out of high school has had some success when you look at the COVID season. He was Trevor Lawrence's backup, did start a couple games, and statistically played pretty well. He does need to return to his 2020 form, but the 2021 quarterback we saw, he just was not very good. And while it certainly is not a stretch to think that he could rebound the season and have a good year, putting him all the way up into the Heisman Trophy category... I think is a real stretch. But if Clemson rebounds this year, makes another run at the playoff, I suppose it's not out of the question. But that certainly, I think, would be a surprise to a lot of people if we see DJ as one of the contenders. The next guy, as far as odds are concerned, is Quinn Ewers. Ewers is going to be presumably the starter for Texas this year, one of the highest recruited players of all time. Recruiting analysts love this guy. He was a five-star, recruited by pretty much everyone, went to Ohio State a year early. He skipped out on his last year of high school football so that he could cash in on NIL. He did not play at all for Ohio State last season, with the exception of a few snaps in garbage time against Michigan State. He never threw a pass. He's very inexperienced, hasn't played competitive football at least in a real game situation uh, since his high school days so if you were going to go with viewers for the Heisman Trophy that would be a pretty big uh, jump for him to make uh, just as a freshman we of course have seen numerous freshmen now win the Heisman Trophy but Quinn Ewers he is going to have to play really well obviously his team is going to have to be much better than expected uh, this, I think, is a pretty long shot. It would be pretty shocking, I think, to see him win the Heisman Trophy just due to the fact he's playing for a team that last year went 5-7 and seven, and he has no experience. Uh, this would be quite a leap of faith to pick him to win the Heisman Trophy. The player who is 8th in the odds for the Heisman Trophy is another transfer, Dylan Gabriel. Uh, he plays for the team north of the Red River. While I don't think he is likely to win the Heisman Trophy, I do think he is an interesting case to consider. He does have quite a bit of experience, particularly in the offense he's going to be playing, as Jeff Levy was his offensive coordinator for a season at UCF. They are now reunited in Norman. He has the potential to put up really good stats this season, and I guess if he does make a run at the Heisman, it really is going to depend on how good Oklahoma is this season. Oklahoma, of course, has had a lot of success with the Heisman Trophy, especially in recent years. So I don't think it's out of the question to see him at least in the conversation. Uh, to win it, I think, would be a pretty big surprise. Uh, but as far as his campaign goes, it's all going to be predicated on how well the Sooners do in Brent Venable's first season, and then also how does the offense do the first season under Jeff Lebby. There are quite a bit of changes being made compared to the system that Lincoln Riley ran. So if things go smoothly on the offensive side of the ball, Dylan Gabriel replicates some of the statistical success he had at UCF. 
and Oklahoma ends up being a, a team that maybe makes a run at the playoff. I do think you could see Dylan Gabriel uh, potentially be invited as a finalist. The player that comes in at number nine, according to the Vegas odds, is the first wide receiver on the list. It's Jackson Smith Nigba, and this guy is in really good position to take home some postseason hardware and some award hardware. I think, obviously, being a wide receiver, that puts him at a pretty significant disadvantage, so he's another long shot. Uh, but he is an interesting case to consider. Maybe he could make a run at an invitation. Every now and then you do see wide receivers make it to New York. And just a couple years ago, of course, Devonta Smith won it as a wide receiver. Jackson Smith Nigba is expected to have amazing stats this year. He had great statistics a season ago. But this year, he is going to probably be the go-to guy since both Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave are gone to the NFL. So if Ohio State's offense performs as expected, Nigba uh, probably will win the Belenkikov, probably will be an All-American, and he maybe could be a Heisman finalist. As far as winning the award is concerned, I think that's really unlikely, especially when you take into the account that if Smith has a really good season, that means his quarterback, C.J. Stroud, is having a really good season as well, most likely. So a lot of that attention and a lot of the votes are probably going to go to C.J. Stroud, especially since he enters the season as the favorite. A lot of the preseason favorites don't win it, but always having that media attention can be a real aid since the Heisman Trophy is predominantly voted upon by uh, the media. So Smith is an interesting figure to take a look at. The guy who comes in at number 10 in Heisman Trophy odds is Jamar Gibbs. We've seen a lot of transfers on this list. This is the first running back transfer to make the list and only the second running back on the list thus far. He transfers over from Georgia Tech to Alabama, and running back to Alabama have a decent track record of winning the award. If you look at uh, all the Heisman Trophies won since Reggie Bush's vacated trophy in 2005, the only non-quarterbacks to win the award have been Alabama players, and actually no Alabama quarterback has ever won the Heisman before Bryce Young last season, which is kind of surprising. But we got two running backs in there with Mark Ingram and Derrick Henry, and then of course wide receiver Devonta Smith. So you certainly could make the argument for Gibbs. It probably does help him that his quarterback, Bryce Young, already won it, and voters, of course, are hesitant to give the award to the same player in consecutive years. So I guess Gibbs is a guy to keep an eye on, but with any non-quarterback, I do think that would be a pretty big surprise. And there are other running backs that... I think have a potential to be better than Gibbs this season. Gibbs has been a really good player looking at his time at Georgia Tech and should have a big year at Alabama, but I do think there are some bigger running back stars, but the fact that he plays at Alabama certainly will help him. Outside of the top 10 at number 11 is Tyler Van Dyke. I'm surprised he isn't a little higher on this list. He, of course, is the Miami quarterback who had a really good season last year after he took over following the injury to De'Eric Keene, who missed the majority of the season to injury. Van Dyke really had a fantastic season as the starting QB, and he potentially could cash in, kind of like Caleb Williams, he could cash in on some of that hype surrounding the coaching change and all the things that are going on at Miami. 
if Miami ends up really turning it around the season and they make a run at the ACC championship, maybe win double-digit games. I don't think it's out of the question that Van Dyke could make a run at the Heisman Trophy. A lot of that is just going to be dependent upon how good is Miami this season. He's got a big opportunity to make a statement, though, in Week 3 as Miami plays at Texas A&M. If Miami is able to upset the Aggies in that game, there could be some hype around Van Dyke heading into conference play. Coming in at number 12 is Travion Henderson for Ohio State. He is another running back. That is another notch against you, of course, as we've already discussed, and playing for a school that has other Heisman Trophy hopefuls like C.J. Stroud and Jackson Smith-Nigba. I think Henderson is a long shot, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on him. I guess if the Ohio State ground game has a great year, but their passing game isn't as good as expected, maybe he could find his way in there. And of course, that would also have to be coupled with a potential playoff run for the Buckeyes. At number 13 is Anthony Richardson, the quarterback at Florida. Florida is going to have to really overachieve this year as not many people are high on the Gators. If Florida ends up being one of the better teams in the East, I guess maybe he could be talked about, but I think realistically he probably is going to need to have just a fantastic season statistically kind of like Kyle Trask a couple seasons ago when he was a Heisman finalist and that maybe won't even be enough perhaps Richardson actually needs Florida to dethrone Georgia in the SEC East so Richardson should be a really good player has been a good player could have a big year but as far as the Heisman trophy don't see that as being very realistic Coming in at number 14 is San Hartman. Hartman had a great season at Wake Forest last year. The Demon Deacon offense was prolific. They run that very unique slow mesh where it's basically an RPO. Hartman has the option of handing the ball off or pulling it and throwing the ball down the field. The reason why I had to call it that slow mesh is because in that RPO process, the handoff or potential handoff between the quarterback and running back really takes a long time. They really ride it out. It's a slow developing play and something you just don't see a lot of. RPOs, of course, are very common, but that kind of slower developing RPO is uh, kind of unique to Wake Forest. Hartman, really good statistically last season offensively bunch of players back both sides of the ball really so Hartman I could see him uh, getting some all-conference honors maybe even uh, challenging for uh, some other postseason awards but the Heisman Trophy Wake Forest would have to probably win the ACC I think he would need to have just a phenomenal season to win it Wake Forest did play in the conference championship a year ago. They won 11 games. If they can kind of duplicate that success, maybe we could see him as a finalist. But I think a Heisman Trophy appearance would probably be in conjunction to Wake Forest, either making a surprise playoff appearance or winning the ACC. And maybe that even wouldn't be enough. So Sam Hartman, I think he's an interesting person on the list. I think he has a better shot than some of the people above him, but that would be a surprise. Then coming in at 15, which is where we're going to stop the list, is Kendon Slovis. He has played his career at USC, had a pretty good start to his career as he started as a freshman, but the last couple of years hasn't been able to maintain that quality of play. 
he decided to transfer to Pittsburgh, where he's taking over for Heisman Trophy finalist a season ago in Kenny Pickett. Be interesting to see how Slovis does. Pitt is transitioning to a more run-first offense rather than Mark Whipple's offense, which was pretty pass-happy. Much to Pat Narduzzi's chagrin, Slovis is going to have to really improve from his performance the last couple of years, and Pittsburgh's offense is probably going to need to duplicate their success from a season ago. If so, very possible you could see Slovis there, but I don't think many people are expecting a Slovis to perform the way Kenny Pickett did. That's a really high ask, and I think the change in offense towards more of a run-first offense would probably work against Slovis as well, even if Pitt as a team duplicates their success from last season. I doubt the offensive statistics are going to be that similar. So Slovis, pretty unlikely. Not out of the question since we did see it from Pickett a year ago. If Pitt wins the ACC and the passing game continues to be really good, I think it's possible we could see him as the finalist, but pretty unlikely, as I said. So that's our top 15 players for the Heisman Trophy and heading into this fall season, at least according to Las Vegas. The Heisman Trophy is always pretty difficult to predict. I personally think it is going to be CJ Stroud who ends up winning. He, I think, has a lot going for him. The fact that he plays at Ohio State. Ohio State has a shot to be really good this season. They're going to get a lot of media attention. And CJ Stroud statistically should have a phenomenal season. And I do think he is going to be helped by the fact that his main competitor for the award, Bryce Young, already has won the Heisman. So I do think CJ Stroud is going to end up winning it. But it'll be interesting to see what happens there uh, in the Heisman Trophy and all of the uh, college football awards. So our next episode and our final episode before we go on to previewing actual college football games is going to be our prediction show as we give you our college football playoff predictions, our predictions for all of the major bowl games and all 10 FBS conferences. So we look forward to it, and we thank you for tuning in to the Ultimate College Football Podcast. We hope that you stick around, and we will see you again next time.